Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That Column. This is your boy Kendall here with my boy E. What up? And we are here to give you the latest and greatest in the world of sports. Let's get straight to it because I just want to give a shout out firsthand to the Washington Nationals. Ladies and gentlemen. They did it. Where they heading to? They heading to the NLCS? First time championship series is played in D.C. since 1930. Man. Big, big feat for D.C. sports. Man, I'm loving that, man. I look, they've been moving with the grit the whole series against these Dodgers, man. Yeah. I, man, let us know, man. How was it? It was, man, one of the best feelings as a DC sports fan. I mean, even if you're not a baseball fan, if you're a sports fan and a DC sports fan, that was a huge moment. I mean, we've had trouble in this game and in this series for years. For years. And I mean, this season started off terrible. So, you know, like you said, they've been gritting this whole series. They've been gritting since May when they was 19 and 31. And this it just feels different. I mean, it kind of feels like the Capitals when they won the championship. This team just doesn't give up no matter what spot is in. And they come through in the clutch. 10-4 Dodgers in game three. They were up 2-1 after that. Yep. A lot of people was like, I don't know. Game four? That's, they they tied that series up going 6-1 with that win. And look what happened last night. Yeah. You know, um, Juan Soto and Anthony Randon. You know, two big uh two big home runs to tie the game. Um, you know, bases loaded in the um top of the tenth, and Howie Kendricks hits the grand slam home run to bring it home. Huge. I'm like, that made me forget everything Strasburg did in the first two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay. It's and all good. and the um defensive errors that Kendricks himself was making last night and throughout the series. He's he's had a tough series um on the defensive end, letting some balls get through his glove, letting people on base. So, you know, he some some redemption redemption for him. Yeah, it was good to see that, man. It was look, I'm glad to see it. Um they took out the Dodgers. Now, the Dodgers just ain't nobody. Everybody had the Dodgers as one of the ones winning it. Best team in baseball. Yeah. 106 wins. They were clearing people out. 106 wins. But the sneaky part is, you know, they were good the whole year. We started off slow. But after May, we had the same record as them. After after the 19 and 31 start, mm-hmm. we were 7, 74 and 38 after uh. that. Same record. So we were just as good as the Dodgers. After our, you know, we was hurt to start the year. We didn't have our complete team. As soon as we got our complete team, we actually had the same record. They were just good throughout the whole year. But, I mean, they had a juggernaut. The other boy, Bueller, the other starting pitcher on the other side, we couldn't hit him to start um, last night's game. It was a drought he, to the six. He was smoking, mm-hmm. you know. So the, And uh, they got some hitters on their side, as we seen in game three, when we was dominating them, and they scored six runs. And one inning with two outs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they got some hitters over there. This might just be our year, man. You know what? It, just, it, it is, just might be. It's, and it's, and it's, I'm glad the way it happened. Like, okay, we lost supposedly one of the best players in baseball. And we went from there straight to where we are. Like, years and years and years we had trouble getting out the wild card sometimes. You know, like we couldn't, we couldn't move in the playoffs. And I'm so glad you brought up Bryce Harper. I don't know if you peeped it today, but the um, Philadelphia Phillies fired their manager. Really? I mean, when you take supposedly uh, MVP caliber dude, I mean, he is an MVP, uh, MVP of the league, supposedly the best players in the league 
from your division rival and you pay him $300 million, Phillies were supposed to be where we're at right now. Mm. And, you know, they can't... They're looking to blame somebody. They couldn't blame... They couldn't fire Bryce because they just paid him $300 million. <laughs> So, you know, they let the um, manager go. And I won't say Bryce... Bryce was knocking him out the park this year, too. He was doing some things. See, yeah, Bryce is a good player. But if you want to go back to the last time the Nats made the playoffs, two years ago, 2016... We were in the same spot. Game five, NLDS, ninth inning, down one run, nine to eight. Bryce Harper's at the plate. Two outs, down one run. You you got to do something like Anthony Randone. You can hit the home run, tie the ball game up, or just get on base so the next guy can maybe hit it. What do Bryce Harper do? Strikes out to end the game. And, and then you strike out to end the game at the big spot, and then you want to demand $300 million? Nah, I'm not paying you that. I'm glad they didn't pay him that. I'm like, look, DC made two good choices when it came to Bryce and Kirk Cousins. They My made man, two smart choices right there. Look, but, we made enough bad ones. Make some smart ones. But now we and now you got Anthony Randone's a free agent. Mm-hmm. But you now you down three to one in the LDS. You can't hit. You can't hit nothing. You can't hit anything. He comes to the plate, starts it off, gets a home run to make it three two. The young boy Soto ties it up at three. So Anthony Randone started it. That's the guy you pay. If he wants 300, I'll give him 300 because he comes through in the clutch. You pay winners. Got to win. Plain and simple. You pay winners. Kirk Cousins and Bryce, they went to two teams. How are those two teams doing since they got there? Not Uh-oh. so good. We ain't going to talk too much about that. But, <laughs> you know, look, we all got eyes. We all got ears. We see it. We know. We know. Shoot. Well, shout out to the Nats for taking down the L.A. Dodgers because that was incredible by itself. Now we're going to take this outlook into St. Louis. Yeah, the Cardinals. I mean, I which, saw what he did to the Braves last Which, night, man, too. they got a little... That's a lot of history with the Cardinals, and I'm a little scared because they were down in game four. They were down by one run going into the eighth. They tied it up in the ninth. Wanted an extra innings just to get to game five. And the Braves are a good team. And then game five, the jump out before, I, as soon as I got off work, I'm trying to rush home to watch this, these baseball games. Dog, it was 10 nothing in the first inning. But they put up 10 runs on the Braves in the first inning. So, you know, they're, they're a good team. And we also owe the Cardinals because they started this playoff misery for us. I'll never forget 2012. Once again, NLDS. Once again, game five, we jump out to a 6 nothing lead. 6 nothing. I'm like, yeah, this is it. We got them. They they come back 6-4 in the ninth. We have 6-4 in the ninth with two outs. All we need is one out to get to the championship series. They score four runs and beat us. And that was in 2012. So, you know, we owe the Cardinals. We haven't forgot that. DC fans, Nats fans have not forgotten no, 2012. No, that, that, that is very familiar because that was, that was when it all started. Yep. That's when the curse with us started, you know. It was St. Louis started that train. So we get them back. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think hopefully they don't get full of themselves, but they just beat the best team in baseball. Yes, they did. So I, I hope they continue with what they got going right now. They They... And I mean the Cardinals. I mean they're they're hitting their stride, but coming in coming into the playoffs, they had the least amount of wins. And I mean they had, we had more wins than than them. Now we're the wild card because the Braves won the division. The Cardinals 
um, they won the division. We didn't win our division, but we actually had more wins than the Cardinals this year. So, I mean, I think we're the better team. You know, the one thing that scares me is we really didn't have to show our bullpen in the um, this DL um, NLDS because it's a short series, um, five games. We used our starting pitchers as our bullpen. But when you got to pitch a seven-game series, you can't pitch your starters in bullpen relief. So we're going to have to pitch our bullpen. And they actually came through in little spots against the Dodgers. They're going to have to come through big against um, the Cardinals if we're talking World Series. Has to be the bullpen. Well, I'm looking forward to that. And I am I am hyped. I, I, I'm yeah. looking forward. By the time we talk to y'all next week, hopefully we got even better news than what we got now when it comes to Baseball the Baseball in National. D.C. is hot right you know, We're hot over here right now, man. See us. See us. Matter of fact, you know what else is hot right now? The Washington Mystics. Yes, they are. Woo, boy. Starting in about 10 minutes, we going to have the Washington Mystics. Going for a championship. Going for that trying championship. To, trying to bring another championship back Game to the city. Game five happening here in Washington, D.C. And the last time we had a team win the uh, championship was the Capitals. That was here in D.C., so... You know, on on I I think I got the Mystics winning this. I, I think it's gonna go down. The way man, this has been this has been an interesting series. Like even game four, I mean the first quarter has almost told the story. Yeah. Like depending on what happens in the first, it's almost like how the game is gonna go down. But two nights ago on Tuesday was almost different. They almost took that game on Tuesday. It came down to the wire. No, I will admit, I haven't watched, like, live. I tape recorded. I put it on my DVR. So, I wasn't watching, but I was on Twitter. And I just seen Twitter going nuts about this game. Yeah, that that was a good game. They were just going nuts about it. Look, they were down. Oh, man, it was down double digits. They were down big going into halftime. They came out of halftime and wiped the... Digits clean off the board. I heard. They took the lead. They hit some Golden State Warriors <laughs> third quarter type. You know, they were in there. Fourth quarter came, you know, uh, Connecticut. They stopped playing too. Like, it was a tight fourth. And coming down to the wire, you know, just some shots weren't falling the way you wanted them to shot. Uh, they wanted them to fall, and, but Connecticut was dropping their shots. And Connecticut had important rebounds when I thought they were doing a good job. Boxing, boxing them out, but you yeah, know, Connecticut's been a great rebounding team. Yeah, they the it, whole year. It came in. They're clutch one of the best. Them. It came in clutch for them uh, on Tuesday night. So I'm just hoping because it, it looks like you know that first quarter going to tell a story. So if all the misses jump out and rip them alive in the first quarter. Hopefully, we're looking at some good times ahead. Well, you know, of course, we're going to see how Deladon, you know, how she's feeling. She hasn't been playing most of, like, the whole, you know, game. She's been in and out, in and out. You know, they've just been watching her injury. So, she hasn't been really playing that. You got a few players. Tolliver, I think. Yeah, Tolliver. Yeah, there's some injured players out there in the court. So, you know, me checking up on them so, you know, so I can have a little knowledge. It seems like um, the player that might be important tonight, Messamin. Oh, Misamin? Yeah, Misamin. Oh, her shot is clean. Yeah, so from what I was gathering, they need to play her maybe a little bit more tonight. Yeah, yeah. Because she's been hooping. She's been keeping us in this. And if she's open, shoot it, girl. Shoot it. Shoot it. She's a shooter. She's a shooter. If you you see your shot, take it because... She's really been making the defense spread the floor. Okay. Yeah, she's been she's been pulling them out, man. She's been she's been doing a great job. So I really hope that she comes off the bench a little bit more tonight. 
I feel like they're gonna have that energy. I Should feel like they, they start her? I, I wouldn't. Or she, I wouldn't, is she a good off the bench player? I wouldn't start her. You know, you go in with Natasha Cloud, Christy Tolliver, Sanders, Atkins, and Deladon, of course. I mean, yeah. you stick with that. I mean, you rotate her in well. You make sure she get minutes. You make sure she get her minutes, though. Yeah, you know. But I, I feel confident with the starting five. But make, make sure she gets her hands on the ball at least. Let's go, Mystics. Yeah, let's get this championship. Waiting for it. So I'm, I'm glad we got these championship caliber teams here. But let's switch gears a little bit and let's get real and let's let's talk about the Washington Redskins real quick. Man, oh on man. Monday, the Washington Redskins released our coach Jay Gruden. Uh, he's been there, I think, since 2015. Yeah, six um, years. longer than that. Longer than that. 2000. He got hired 2004. Six years, I think. 14. Yeah, yeah. 2014. He spent a few good years here in DC. I think he was the longest tenure coach under Dan yeah. Snyder. Yes, he was. Um, he only came up to I think one or two playoff appearances. One playoff appearance. One playoff appearance in six years. Well, that's pretty. You know, no playoff win. I'm surprised he survived that long, but. You know, not talking necessarily about what he didn't do because we all know what he didn't do. Um, and he's had some hiccups. I mean, last year they were looking clean until Alex Smith went down. But, I mean, in the NFL is what have you done for me lately. Exactly. Um, you had some players come out since he was fired. And, you know, they had, they didn't drag him. They didn't say anything bad about Gruden. They just said he was so relaxed that the atmosphere around the training facility and I guess practice and everything wasn't what it should be. Yeah, and you saw that how undisciplined we are. Mm -hmm. One of the most penalized teams in the league. Anytime we have, anytime the Redskins do anything good on the field, you gotta wait 30 30 seconds to a minute to see if a yellow flag is thrown on the field because they are holding or jumping offside. Something happens. So, you know, you gotta have some discipline and if the discipline doesn't come from the coach, then your players ain't gonna be disciplined on the field. So you can see that. Yeah, it, it it clearly showed. Like you said, we are running penalties like 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 crazy, man. The penalties are ridiculous. I don't know. I, I watched a few games, and as as they make a good play, like you said, you have to wait now because you just know somewhere on the field there's a flag. Somebody did something they weren't supposed to be it's doing. It's coming back. So that's what they've been doing to us lately. You know, they they are zero and five. This is a bad start for the Washington Redskins. Yes, their schedule is not easy. Yes, I understand. But if you're supposed to be an NFL team, you're not supposed to get dragged the way they've been getting dragged. No, not and, at all. you know, it, it, sh- it was showing that they weren't disciplined. It was showing that they weren't focused. And from what I'm hearing since his firing, like I said, I, I, at times I liked his offensive scheme. Yes. But it looks like as a head coach, he wasn't getting the job done when it came to getting those players ready for Sunday. Exactly. Players, his players wasn't ready. And, you know, I don't think his scheme, when we had Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon, then yes, you know, his passing game was on point. And Kirk Cousins, I mean, he got Kirk Cousins paid. His passing offense got Kirk Cousins paid. But, you know, as we let those two receivers go, and when we started 6-3 and three last year, that was running the ball and not turning the ball over and playing defense. And that's not what Jay would his forte is he wants to throw the ball he wants to he wants to design these routes and get these receivers open and have these quarterbacks throw he's an ex-quarterback but you let your receivers go you got adrian peterson a hall of fame running back run the football i think he was scared to run he 
he wanted to prove, I think at one point, he wanted to get it done with the past. Yeah, so he wanted bad. to prove he wanted to prove his way work. Yeah. He wanted to prove a point. Yeah. And this ain't about proving a point. It's about winning ball games, yeah. dog. It was when I when it it wasn't the running, the lack of it wasn't the lack of yards. It was the attempts I didn't like. Like they weren't they weren't trying. The new coach, that's exactly what Bill Callahan said yesterday in his press conference. He said he's not worried about necessarily the yardage. He's worried about the attempts. The attempts. Like if you if the defense knows he's not gonna run the ball, you're not making the defense play honest no more. What you what you out here doing? And we have a we don't have our best offensive linemen out there in Trent Williams. No. So if you don't have your best offensive lineman, why are you lining up and trying to throw every time? Run the football. Protect your, your quarterback and your offensive line. It's easier to run block. It's easier to push a man than trying to have a man run and you, you're blocking him. Jay wanted to prove a point, and I think that helped get him fired and his unwillingness to bring along Dwayne Haskins. I mean, if you look at um, Daniel Jones, the rookie quarterback in New York, and just how they handled him from the night they drafted him, you know, they handled him totally different. Gave him um, reps with the first team in preseason. Gave him reps with the first team in the um, in the third preseason game. The first game of the season, they're getting blown out. They threw their rookie in just to give him some experience. What, what, what we do with Dwayne Haskins, didn't give him no first team reps in training camp. The third preseason game, didn't let him play with the starters. Then when we're getting blown out, we throw him in there, and we're going to critique him like he has to be the best. He hasn't had no practice time. You know, Jay didn't do anything right to get this rookie quarterback ready. Mm-hmm. And we we just drafted him. So you're you're not interested in developing that young quarterback. You're not trying to run the ball. He was just collecting the check, man, the way yeah. I felt. Yeah. He, he came out and said, no, he didn't, like, mentally check out um, as a head coach. But I'm, I, was, I was just looking at it like... Okay, so you brought Haskins on. All that stuff, like you said, it happened. Like, so now, I guess, were you trying to avoid a quarterback controversy? Were you just trying to say, all right, Case Keenum is our guy. We're going to ride out with Case Keenum to the sunset. You know, that was fine. Like I said, when I I saw enough offense from, from Gruden in which I liked it, but the penalties killed, killed all the drives. And then his his... Forcing Colt McCoy onto us. I think that is what did him in. Colt McCoy looked terrible. He looked like he had no business on that football field. He's still hurt, man. The man leg yeah. is still hurt. Why was he on that football field? I'm a Colt McCoy the, fan against too. the Patriots. And uh, like I liked him back in his days playing for college. And you know, I always thought he was gonna make it in the NFL as a quarterback. But it was obvious he was he, he probably shouldn't have been out there. No, he shouldn't. And and Jay forced him out there. Yeah, you should have just put Haskins you out there. You could have put Haskins and just let him because honestly, no matter what, especially now with Callahan in there, you need to see what Haskins has because next year there's yeah. quarterbacks coming out. That's true. And you don't want to miss that because you still don't know what Haskins has or doesn't. And Callahan said, and I like Callahan is now during practice, getting him reps. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a plan for him. Now, he might not throw Haskins in there this week or next week because, again, he needs time. But in the next, in these next four games, this next month, if he's getting practice times, he's getting a set of plays that he knows, then you can put him out there. If Jay was doing that from week one, then he would be ready right now. He would be. But Jay didn't do that. So now we got to take another four weeks 
If he, if Jay would have done that in the offseason, in the preseason, in training camp, he would have been ready now. You know? And I also, you know, just want to talk to some Redskins fans about, you know, this myth that I think that we're going to get good as soon as Dan Snyder sells the team. Now, I don't agree with everything Dan Snyder has done. But, you know, I've been a Redskins fan all my life. And this losing started way before Dan Snyder got here. Now, Dan Snyder bought the Redskins in 1999. For people who don't know, we won the Super Bowl in 91. 92, we made the playoffs, lost. Joe Gibbs retired. That's when everything changed. 19-3, we went 4-12, last place in the division. 94, we went 13-3, last place in the division. 95, we were 6-10, third place. 96, we was 9-7, third place. And 1997, we started 7-0. Then, only won one more game after that. He, um, Our owner moves the team in 97 from D.C., FedEx Field that everybody loves. I mean, um, RFK, where everybody loves. Jack Ken Cook moves them to PG County. He, Dan Snyder didn't build um, FedEx Field, and he didn't construct that. That was Jack Ken Cook. Jack Ken Cook passes away. He could have left the team to his son. He did not leave the team to his son. We had a franchise quarterback, Trent Green, that was coming up. He left us, went to the Rams because of the uncertainty around the team. And then Dan Snyder comes in in 99. So Dan Snyder has just not made the Redskins better in these last 20 years. But we've been sorry since 93, and it started with our old owner, Jack Ken Cook. So will the Redskins turn around? Eventually, you know, teams go through this. Is Dan Snyder the best owner in the NFL? No. But he is not the reason that we haven't won in 20 years. I mean, we haven't we haven't won anything since '91, and the losing started in since '93. So you know, I just want people to realize that, you know, just oh, the Redskins. I'm not gonna be a Redskins fan until Dan sells the team. That's not gonna change anything. You know, you need football. Dan needs to get rid of Bruce Allen and bring football guys. We were good when we had Joe Gibbs, football guy, Charlie Castley, Bobby Beathard. These are football guys who know football and can make great football decisions. Bruce Allen's not that. He's just a he's a politician. Yeah, I, I I feel Dan Snyder needs to clean house down to the medical personnel. Yeah. Just bring in a whole bunch of new folks, wipe everything clean. I, I felt like the last few seasons he has been kind of hands off. Yeah, he has. He put the keys in Bruce Allen's hands. And that's the issue. And, it's it's well, in Bruce Allen's hands. At some point you saw sparks like, okay, yeah. we got potential here. But it just keeps falling flat. So, like I, the training, the training, the training staff issue yeah. that led to the Trent Williams. Mm-hmm. So, do you? I mean, we kind of see with all these injuries, we kind of feel Trent. Now, I understand if you're Bruce Allen, you can't set the president that a player with two years on his contract can just demand a trade. But you can't, you can't be spiteful. You know, we could have used, we could have used those draft picks. Yeah. You know, you trade Trent Williams for a big a big haul, okay, we, we'll take that. Yeah, if Trent wanted to go, in all honesty, I would have actually said, okay, Trent, go. Because it just wasn't working here. He was off the field more than he was on the field. So in a smart move, it would be like, well, does anybody want Trent Williams on their team? 
and I would have tried to get the best deal. Yeah. He and is known around the NFL as a great tackle. lineman. Yeah, so come on. And you know Trent Williams. He knows Trent Williams as a man. So he knows that him just finding Trent and Trent missing game checks, Trent's a man. And when you're a man and you stand on your principles, and you're not going back down. Trent's, Trent's not coming back. So if you know that, you trade him. And I also blame Bruce. Bruce knew that Jay, Jay was real about his intentions. He was never going to play Haskins. And if you're Bruce Allen and you know that this coach don't want to develop your rookie quarterback, you get rid of him in the offseason. You know, Jay should have never started this season. Mm-mm. He Bruce put us a year behind because we just wasted the whole offseason in these first five games with Jay Gruden. And honestly, now, whoever comes in next as a coach, what are you going to do? Are you going to sell them? Oh, you're going to use Haskins. Or be like, so what's, who's these quarterbacks coming in the draft? Now you got a whole other thing you got to look at. Like, can but Bruce Allen get that this, job This done? next coach, and the next hire is going to tell us what the Redskins are going to be in the next five to ten years. Let me just make sure. Lovey Smith is out there, right? Yo, man, that's why we do this. <laughs> I watched because I watched Lovey coach in college. He coaches college um, now. Okay. At the University of Illinois. Okay. Now, they've been pretty good. They got blown out this weekend. But he, I mean, he's done pretty good. But the name that's been floating out there is Mike Tomlin out in Pittsburgh. I mean, he still got a job. Yeah, but um, they they don't treat him. They don't like him too much really? out there in Pittsburgh. And, you know, with, with Ben Roethlisberger hurt, and they just had their rookie quarterback hurt. They're one in four. And he's from, he has local ties. He's from the Hampton, Virginia area. I'm pretty sure he grew up a Redskins fan. I heard that him and Dan Snyder are actually cool. And, you know, I think that that would be a great hire for the Redskins. That will be good because it's definitely somebody walking in the room that ain't got no time for bullshit. Yeah, you know, and so. he, you know, he he's dealt with Antonio Brown and that whole Pittsburgh yeah. situation. So he's, he's no there. nonsense. He's going to demand respect, and um, he can handle Bruce. He can handle Bruce and his bull. So I, okay, um, that's interesting. I feel like that's a wild because he still got a job, and I mean, he's won them two championships. Yes. No, one. One, one. one championship. But they if you listen to Pittsburgh fans, they don't necessarily like him. Mm. You know, they 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 are not big on him. Really? Now we can take a, a whole podcast and discuss why. I got a lot oh, of reason on why they don't, of, yeah, they, they don't like him. That. But um we would definitely love him here in DC. Alright, well look, Mike Tomlin, Lovey Smith, I'm open to that option. Let's see yeah. what happens here. All right, we're going to keep it up on the 95 corridor area, you know, DMV. We a little, a little north of the DMV. We're going to talk about Baltimore and these Ravens real quick. I am still a fan of what I'm seeing this year from them. Um, I've seen the offense slightly decline in the last few weeks. Was it just a competition they were playing? I mean, week one was Miami. Week two was, uh, week two was Arizona. Yes. Then they lost. Kansas City, they lost the ball, they lost to Cleveland, and then they pulled out a bare weaker. I, mean, I know against a Pittsburgh team missing their starting quarterback, their star receiver, and their star running back. So I mean, well, one thing, Baltimore's going through an identity crisis. Where when was the last time we talked about the Baltimore's offense being great and their defense is middle, you know, of the pack? So I think that might have to have something to do with it because their defense 
isn't as good as it usually is. Now, the offense, I think a little bit like the Redskins, identity crisis. You know, that week one when Lamar Jackson came out there throwing bombs over Baghdad. 324 yards. Yeah, you know, and Marquise Brown running around. The coach, again, these coaches have crazy visions of just throwing the ball. And that was Miami, y'all. Yeah, and exactly. It was Miami. You know, and I think they got away from the run. They got away from, you know, running Mark Ingram and running um, Lamar Jackson as a, as a running threat more than a pocket passer. I see him trying to be a drop-back pocket passer where I think right now his game is the RG3 game, him running and doing read options and that threat. That's when I think Baltimore is that they're most dangerous. Um, we've seen with RG3 that, you know, that can get him hurt. But I think right now that's when Baltimore will be at their best. And I think they're um, slumming a little bit because they're trying to make him a traditional drop-back passer and, you know, that's really not the strong suit of his game right now. Okay. Well, I I want to keep an eye on them just for, you know, I, I got nothing much else to say about them because I honestly think they're still doing well. They're first in the AFC North. Um, anybody else that's dancing around their division is, you yeah, know. Cleveland. I had, when Cleveland beat Baltimore, I said, okay, I think Cleveland is making their turn. And they got smashed on Monday night. Wiped off. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say Baltimore is, is the best team in that division right now. I'm, I'm going to let Baltimore keep this for themselves right now. Um, all right, Baltimore. Well, we'll see what you guys got next week. Um, I can't remember who they played this week, but I thought it was uh, – let's see here, y'all. I'm not going to keep y'all uh, – Whoever it is, they better well, they Cincinnati. better win. Oh yeah, so they Cincinnati, they be, they better not lose. Well, it's a division game. Yeah. So when oh, even yeah, if when, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. even if it's a sorry team, a when you game. play a division, but still, you you got to beat the Bengals. Yeah, you got to beat the Bengals. The Bengals don't know how to win, so you better beat the Bengals. If not, y'all gonna have some trouble because y'all got Seattle next, then New England. Oh um, yeah, so they better they better beat the Bengals. Yeah, get your wins now, y'all. <laughs> All right. Um, Stay in the NFL for a little longer. I just want to have a little laugh real quick about them Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I ain't even going to laugh them out because I actually think it's a good team, but I think that it was overrated for the main fact that they weren't playing nobody for these first, like the first quarter of the season, they weren't playing nobody. Yeah. You know, now it's just starting to get real for them almost. So, I, look, the Dallas Cowboys... They're a playoff team, but I don't think they're championship ready yet still. And same thoughts, man. A team that has a great running back, a, de- a decent quarterback, and a good receiver. So it's, it's identity. You know, do they want to hand the ball off to Zeke 30 times and pound it out and beat teams? Or do they want to say, all right, Z, we'll give you the ball 15 times, and then we're going to drop back with, with Dak and try to make him Tom Brady? You know, teams got to figure out who they are. And if you, again, if I had Ezekiel Elliott, I'm pounding the rock, you know. You are averaging 30-plus points the first three weeks. Giants, Redskins, and Dolphins. <laughs> the next. A combined two wins, all coming from the Giants. Uh-huh. And the next two weeks, you playing playoff caliber teams in the Saints and the Packers. You scored 10 points against the Saints. You scored 24 against the Packers, but to me, the like the Packers owned that whole game. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they did. They, they dominated They, they full game. control Packers had on that game. 
You got the Jets coming up, so okay, maybe you're going to squeeze and get your win out the Jets. Mm-hmm. Then you got the Eagles coming, and I think the Eagles are going to beat them. Yeah, I think the Eagles are a better team. And I think when they see the Giants November 4th, I think they're going to lose to the Giants. If the Giants are have healthy. If Shaquan Barkley is back, mm-hmm. then I give them a, I, I give them a if chance. If Barkley is back, the Giants are going to get their revenge on the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I think definitely the Cowboys were a little bit overrated. Um, I actually like their defense, their linebackers, their defense more than their offense. If they give, if they gave the ball to Zeke, if they was, if they was committed to running the football with Zeke, I'd be really worried. But just knowing the NFL and how a lot of these coaches are, as we previously previously stated, they're gonna put the ball in Dak's hand. He's gonna have to win them um, some playoff games, and I don't think he can do that. Nah, I, I don't think Dak is gonna do that at all. I, I, I. I I don't see them really doing nothing in the playoffs. I see them getting there, and I see I just see them as you know how some teams are just that team that lost in the playoffs. Yeah, you know the Atlanta Falcons. You know I think the Dallas is going to go through that bad run, but how long is Jerry Jones going to let that happen before he don't pay these guys? True, true. And he pays Zeke, so Zeke got his money, but Cooper need to get paid, and Dak need to get paid. Yeah, and you know. If they don't win, I hope he does play, pay them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we we discussed that you need to be a winner to get paid. So if they don't win, I say pay them, Jerry. Pay them, Jerry. Pay them. Nothing of my concern. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I'm, let's talk about some big games coming up this weekend. Ones I want you guys to pay attention to when it comes to the NFL, Philly, and Minnesota. Ooh. All right. So um, start off with that game right there. I think they're both tied up right now going into this week. Yeah, three um, and two. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with Philly. Go Philly? Yeah. Okay. Well, Kirk, again, Kirk, I watched Kirk Cousins <laughs> over his career. Just in big games, man, he don't show up. And, you know, they have some problems over there. He One of his star receivers called him out, and uh, he had to apologize on his podcast. And Stefan Diggs, who's from Maryland, um, said he wants to be traded. You know, so it looked like all was well last week when they won. So I, you know, yeah, we'll 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 see, we'll see. But you know, Kurt, I don't I don't trust him. You know, Philly has a defensive line that can make him uncomfortable. Now Philly's cornerbacks are are terrible, so I'm a little concerned. But um, they have a defensive line that can get Kirk Cousins rattled. Kirk Cousins fumbled more than any quarterback in the league. So if you hit him, he's going to drop the ball. Um, I like Carson. I like Carson Wentz. So I'm going to go with Philly. All right. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm actually say Minnesota. Okay. Uh, they're home in Minnesota. Okay. And I just think I've seen both teams have hiccups. And I think right now momentum is riding on both teams side but since you're going to be playing in Minnesota so, I'm actually just going to go with the home Minnesota. team I'm going to go with the home team because I, I feel like both teams are capable of a hiccup yeah um, okay uh, Houston and Kansas City actually matter of mm-hmm. fact before, I, before we talk about Houston and Kansas City I just want to give you all an update that it is 15-17 Mystics right now okay so um, first quarter 3 minutes and 25 seconds left tight, tight right. game so far now we're going to talk about Houston and Kansas City um, uh, that one I'm gonna pick Houston. I'm gonna go with Kansas City, but Houston can win that. I mean, Deshaun Watson uh, went nuts uh, last week through five touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins, 
You know, they got J.J. Watt on defense. Um, I like Houston. I really do. Kansas City, that boy Patrick Mahomes is a beast. He, he has an ankle injury. You know that that's, and that's something. why I'm picking Houston. He might not he might not be on his regular movement this week, but I mean that when you think somebody's out is when they get you get you, and they might have a jolt this week because Tyreek Hill might be coming back. You think they, he's they gonna play this week? They I be, I got him on my fantasy, so I've been checking. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing they haven't been the Kansas City Chiefs that we're accustomed to from last year because Mahomes hasn't had his favorite wep- weapon all year, so you know. They did. They talk. Uh, they took a loss last Sunday to um, Indianapolis. So you know that. That's why I think Houston has a chance. But you know, Kansas City to me is the best team in the AFC. And if Tyreek Hill comes back, I really think um, Kansas City is going to bounce back and get a win this week. Real quick, shout out to the Colts, as you said that. The, yeah, yo, they losing um losing your quarterback unexpectedly right before the start of the season shows that they have a, a good team. Because, you know, they're not undefeated, but they're playing like they're playing for something. Yeah. So, you know, well, sh- shout out to them. Um, okay. Uh, I am, like I said, I, I feel like it's going to be Houston. Kansas City got those injuries. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, I think that's going to be the game of the week, too. Okay. I, I think that was going to, no matter what, I think that was going to be the shootout. Okay. Okay. Uh, San Francisco and LA. And I Ooh. bring this one up because San Francisco is still being San Francisco for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers have failed to lose a game still. Yep. They're still undefeated. Wow. Shout out to them for that. I ain't see that coming. I mean, they hyped them last year, but then Garoppolo got Went injured. And nobody talked about him this year. So. It might be us. Maybe we just fell asleep we, on them because we called them out last year for being great. Yeah. Well, they, they're doing, again, we've talked about it um, a lot on this week's episode. Um, they're doing, they're running the ball and they're playing defense. So when, when in football, I know everybody thinks football has changed. Run the ball and play good defense is how you win football games. And that's what the 49ers are doing. You can flash us all you want with the passes, but you still got to play defense and run, run the ball. Run the ball. Damn right. Yeah. And, that's, and that's exactly what they're doing right now. Um, they haven't played the best competition. This Rams game this Sunday is really going to show us where they're at. I'm going to go with the Rams because I'm still not so. But if they beat the Rams, then I'm going to start picking the 49ers. So this was supposed to be my loud and wrong. So I'm going to call them out real quick, and I'm not going to say I'm loud and wrong yet on the 49ers because I still don't think they real. I, I, I still think they out here faking on folks. And I'm just going to say that because out of this whole undefeated streak so far, it has still been the Steelers, the Browns, which we don't know who's who. Yeah, yeah. okay, they smacked around the Browns on uh, Monday night. But we still don't know who the Browns, Browns are. are. You know, um, the Browns. They're a young team. Too. Yeah, they lost in the mix just as much. You know, then they had the Bengals they played, the Buccaneers. You know, Buccaneers was the first game of the season when the Buccaneers didn't know who they, who they were. were. So, yeah. So, yes, I am not going to commit to a loud and wrong yet because I do not think. Now, after that, I'm actually going to say the 49ers are going to beat the Rams. Oh! And if, they, if that works, then yes. Then I'll be loud and wrong, oh. but I'll be right at the same time. Oh, that, okay, I like that right there. So Coming in your see. bases. Yeah, we're going to see. I actually think they are going to beat the Rams because I, I watched the game, and I, I see a complete team. I see them moving the ball. 
So I actually, you know, I'm not about to sleep on the Rams. I well, think it's going to be a hard game. I'm going to tell you what. Two weeks ago, Tampa went up there and put 50 on the Rams. Mm-hmm. So from what what I saw from San Francisco offense on Monday night, they, the Rams better strap up because uh, they're going to run the ball and they, they can put up 50. They're going to put it on them if that's the case. You know, and, and it's a division game. Yeah, it's a division game. And it's nasty. Is you it know? in, um, do you know if it, is it in L.A. or in San Francisco? I think this one is happening in L.A. Okay. Yeah. So. So, this was happening in LA. So, so, wow, if they go on the road and do that, not too much far on the road. I yeah. mean, you probably going up the street. But you well, no, no, nah, nah, the, the Bay Area from LA, that joint is a good eight hours. Eight hours? Yeah, that joint is far. Northern Cal, Northern Cal, and Southern Cal, that's far. Yeah, but yeah, it's still yeah. West Coast. But um, yeah, if they go up there and they put it on the Rams. Yeah, we might have to change our tune about the 49ers. Okay, yeah. So we we are going to see. We going. I'll you know, let y'all know how I feel next week about it, you know. Um, that, that's it for the NFL talk. And before we finish off tonight, on two more notes. Uh, first note: the NBA and China. Um, that's our little another discussion, real quick. Uh, been a lot of weird stuff going on. Yeah. Um, China being China, man. They they. Did you see the tweet? I didn't catch the initial tweet. From the guy who started all this. So, here's the timeline on this thing. Um, October 9th. Oh, not October 9th. Um, it started on October 7th. This Monday. Um, I'm sorry. I'm messing y'all up. October 4th. Friday okay. it started. It was a tweet from the Rockets GM. All he did was he uh, posted an image on Twitter that read, Fight for Freedom, Stand with Hong Kong. Okay. You know, it was nothing hurtful. It was just an opinion. Um, the tweet, he, of course, he deleted it. Hours later, the Rockets owner responded saying, pretty much, um, Maury does not speak for the Rockets. Our presence in Tokyo is all about promotion of the NBA internationally, and we are not a political organization. So uh, she responded that to ESPN's tweet of the repost from Maury. Um, so the six now, two days later, uh, the reaction in China said they would suspend all cooperation with the team. So pretty much Houston was put on pause. So I think that right there, that rolled a certain way with the NBA because I love how the NBA handled it from there, in my opinion. The NBA initial response from that moment was, you know, he Maury came out first and he said, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I offended everybody in China. My tweet was regrettable. But not too long after that, um, the commish came out. Okay. And he said, oh, they don't have to, I can't find the commish tweet. Um, can't find the commish tweet here. Sorry about that. But I know the commish came out and Silver was pretty much like, look. We're going to protect our free speech. Okay. And you're not going to tell us what we can or can't say. Oh, I didn't. So I didn't. I didn't know that. So he came to the defense. Yeah. You know, um, the NBA would not put itself in a position of regulating what players, employees, and team owners say or will not say. Silver said in the statement. Okay. I like that. We simply could not operate that way. 
like we're not about to start muting folks. Yeah. I respect Silver for that hundred percent. China now responded by going even more crazy. <laughs> you know, China start cutting ties. China's NBA partners, they start you cutting big. ties with the NBA. Yeah. You know, so now okay, you're gonna attack the money. I honestly thought the NBA should have left China. They should have put everybody on a fucking plane and left China. Yeah, and that's what I wanted them to do, but we're deep that we're deep into China. And, you know, it goes because, you know, the shoes are made over there. So you got Nike, like, m- me getting into this, like, America, we, the NBA needs China right now. And, you know, China, it's a lot of money over there. Like, when, when the NBA is in the offseason, a lot of the players spend time over there. How, how many, six million people? Six million people over there. And they love fav- basketball. And that's their favorite sport. They love basketball. And they love American basketball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a lot. Of, if, you, if you're not appreciated here, but they love you over there in China, hey, you good. So, you know, the NBA was put in a weird spot because, you know, that's money over there. But, you know, with our own social injustice, the NBA has been the front runner. They you have know, been. They've, they've encouraged players to speak out. Mm-hmm. So all the owner was doing was looking at the... The politics, the government over there. The, the money side of yeah. it, too. Yeah, yeah. but the communists, you know, people over there don't have the freedoms that we have. So if you're an American and you're on this social justice thing that we have in our country and you go over there and you're like, wow, you know, these people need somebody to speak up for them. So that's all he was doing. He was, you know, and China, you know, they... They made they play. They said, "All right, well, if y'all ain't rocking with us, we gonna cut the money." Yeah. So with the NBA with Silver standing up and saying, "Look, I ain't gonna go for that." I didn't know that. Like, I'm yeah, yeah. I dig that. I'm and down I with respect that. them for that. Like, yeah. yeah, the NBA gonna take a little hit, but the NBA is worldwide. Exactly. Yes, you are gonna take a little hit losing a little piece of China. That's fine, but oh, you shouldn't roll. You shouldn't roll like that. Nah, we American. You shouldn't roll like that. Exactly. I mean, look. <laughs> <laughs> what Runtzless, uh, uh, Runtzless said in uh, Boondocks, you know, we do it wrong till it's right. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, and again, that's what the um the tweet, the initial tweet's about. Because over there, like, you don't have the freedom to talk. Like, they tell yeah. you, shut up, you shut up. Mm-hmm. And America's like, nah, we, we, we got freedom to say. We can voice our opinions. And because our boy was here voicing his opinion on something... Y'all ain't about to mute him. Exactly. Do you know the power China would have had if they would have bowed down to China like that? Exactly. So yeah. then if you're going to do this to NBA, what else is your country willing what to bow down? What else you willing to do? Yeah. We, America can't show no weakness. As international sports, you know, they need to make sure that athletes are able to voice their opinion. Exactly. You know, if you, I want to do it that way, fine. I really thought the NBA should have just bolted out of China. Yeah, sh- shout out Silver for standing up. Oh, man. Well, y'all, I think we we a little done. Before we leave, though, on Mothers. This part of the segment pretty much is our down and how much we know we about to be right on the call we about to make. So, on Mothers, E, go. What were we talking about? On Mothers... My missus about to win the championship tonight on Mothers. Yeah, that's right. On Mothers. By the time we talk to y'all again, the Washington Nationals will be in the World Series. On Mothers. All right, y'all. It's been real. The day, I forgot to let y'all know what day it was. It is October 10th. So make sure y'all tune in to that column sports edition. We love hearing from y'all. Kendall E. See y'all later. Holla.